Hi, this is Dr. Jane Battenberg, author of Change Within, Change the World. In this weekly podcast, I interview changemakers who are at the cutting edge of new thought and consciousness awareness. Join me as we change within and change the world together. In a time when, for most of us, our daily routine has been dramatically disrupted, it may be a time to examine ourselves in a way we didn't have time to do when our lives were filled and there was never enough time. Chapter 16 of my book, Change Within, Change the World, is about re-examining our beliefs. Beliefs can be unconscious drivers or GPSs for our lives. We may have limiting beliefs that steer us in unwanted directions. Finding and changing these limiting beliefs may help us create desirable results. Chapter 16, BYOB, Beyond Your Own Belief. In religion and politics, people's beliefs and convictions are in almost every case gotten secondhand and without examination from authorities who have not themselves examined the questions at issue, but have taken them secondhand from other non-examiners whose opinions about them were not worth a brass farthing. Mark Twain I was barely scraping by financially, living in a tiny apartment and scrimping wherever possible. In looking at my astrology chart, I could see not one, but three triangles that formed a beautiful Star of David. I asked the astrologer what they might mean. After a hesitation, he said, you'll never have to worry about money. My belief about money was that it was scarce and you had to work hard for it. Yet, the chart declared that it was always abundant for me. Back and forth, I looked, puzzled and curious. Then it hit me. I could believe money was scarce, but since that belief went against my natural flow, it was much harder to create that reality. But I could do it if I wished. Or I could relax and let natural abundance come to me. I could have it either way except one way was swimming upstream and the other was going with the flow. The only thing I needed to do was change my belief about money. When I got that realization, I said, done. Shortly after, a small piece of property I owned, which had been breaking even for many years, went way up in value, allowing me to sell it for more than the asking price. I bought my own home, and soon the flow of clients came more easily. I don't take abundance for granted, even today, but the experience of consciously deciding to change my belief about money and relaxing into a natural flow was profound. Whom we believe ourselves to be is constantly changing. Before you learned to read, you weren't a reader. Until you learned to drive, you weren't a driver. When I was a child, I spake as a child. When I grew and became a man, I put away childish things. We are continually morphing into new identities, new images of ourselves. A child, a rapper, a student, a teacher, a programmer, a marathoner, a grandparent, an elder. Suppose for a minute that you are what you believe you are. Your belief acts as a program that runs your reality computer. Your belief is a template, a pattern, that shapes your every experience, even your body. Well, if that is true, you may ask, how do I change my belief? 
We all get stuck in emotions and patterns that we'd rather not have. I'm always the last one chosen for a team. I always seem to attract men or women who use me and cheat on me and want me to take care of them. I don't seem to have the enlightening spiritual experiences that other people do. I'm no good at math. These patterns must be coming out of some unconscious belief because we certainly wouldn't choose them consciously. They are technical difficulties beyond our control. Maybe. Imagine yourself with a lampshade over your head, trying to see where you are, and all you see is the inside of the shade. Or think of a stage hypnosis show where the hypnotist gets the volunteers to cluck like chickens and do other stupid things. That is what happens when we get stuck in the loop of a problem pattern. We are in a trance, meaning that even though we know better, we keep doing the same negative behaviors over and over again. Problems are trances where we cluck like chickens and do stupid things. Like having a lampshade over our head, we think the problem is reality. We've been hypnotized into believing that it is who we are and the way things are. We don't know how to change the belief, the template, that negative pattern that we keep repeating. Stephen Walensky in Trances People Live says, This self-created hypnotic trance appears to happen to us when in fact it is a deep trance phenomenon that we create for ourselves. Hypnosis is characterized by the shrinking, narrowing, fixating of focus and attention. By bypassing the conscious mind and in the deep state trance phenomenon, we shrink our world down until we identify with our problems, thinking it defines us. The moment we become our problem, we cannot see other options and lose perspective, choices, and other resources. Once we shrink so far that we become the belief or the problem, we are completely isolated inside that belief. I'm not good enough. I'm a loser. Anything you believe about yourself, anything you identify with, limits you by blocking out all other experiences or perspectives. One way to regard this problem trance is as a small circle of limitation nested in a larger circle of unlimited possibilities. The way out of the small circle, the way to break the trance, is to step outside the boundary of the problem. Like pricking a balloon with a needle, once you get outside the problem, you destroy its boundary. When you can imagine a time before the problem existed, make it up. You have taken the lampshade off your head and you can see new possibilities and new ways of being. You can create new beliefs that contain more possibilities. People in Christopher Columbus's time thought that the world was flat and believed that if you sailed far enough, you would fall off the edge. Once they discovered the earth was round, they were no longer confined by the limitation of the flat earth belief. Here are some suggested ways for breaking the belief trance. Perhaps the very act of seeing your limiting beliefs as a hypnotic trance may help you choose to break them. Go before it existed. First, feel the emotions and experience of your limiting belief. 
Then ask yourself to go back in time to before the limitation and emotions existed. Go as far back as you need to, even if it is to a time before you existed. When you arrive at the time before the belief existed, you have broken the trance. Meditative state. Enter a meditative flow state that allows you to see yourself both without the limiting belief and with it. Notice all the choices you have without it. Higher help. Call on your spiritual support by whatever name you know it, higher self or guides, for example, to help you see a larger perspective. Invite it or them to help you reframe the situation that you believed described you. The key point is that any limiting belief or problem is really a hypnotic trance, where your whole identity is trapped within a narrow focus. That means you have blocked out other possibilities and perspectives. In reality, you are not your problems. When you change your beliefs and de-identify with your problems, you break the trance. It is as easy as making up a story about how it was before the problem ever existed. Good luck. Treasure Hunt To do the deeper work of breaking the hypnotic trance of your limiting beliefs, you will need to compile an inventory of your limiting identities to work with. Begin by describing your limitations and inadequacies. What can't you do well? What skills are lacking that hold you back? Take some time to get a long list so you have plenty to practice with. To start, choose one of the limiting beliefs from your list, one you know applies to you. Just to be sure it really is a limitation, list the ways that you know it is true. People take me for granted. How do you know they do? They never call me. I have to call them. I don't get invited to parties. No one ever remembers my birthday. I always give gifts, but don't get any in return. How does it make you feel? Are you angry, sad, fearful, depressed, guilty? Where in your body do you feel it? Have you had this limitation all your life, or has it existed since some event or a certain age? This process activates the neural networks of the problem in your body lighting up the problem, making it viscerally real instead of merely an intellectual exercise. You need to know how the problem feels so you can compare that to how it feels when you don't have the problem. You can't get outside the problem until you can fully describe the experience of having it. Only then can you express what it would be to experience not having the problem. Having lit up the experience of how the problem feels to you and how you know that you have the problem, the next step is to feel how it would be or was not to have that particular problem. For this, you will need to use your imagination to go to a time when you did not experience the problem or limitation. If, for example, your limiting statement is, I feel isolated from everyone. Go to a time before you felt isolated, a time when you felt you belonged. Go back as far as it takes to find this experience. Early childhood, 
a past life, make it up, an ancestor, the beginning of time. The more deeply entrenched you are in identifying with your limitation, the more difficult it may be to go to a time before it existed. Let your mind make up a scenario that takes place before the limitation. Examples. When I was in the womb, I didn't feel isolated. Long ago in Rome, when I was a gladiator, I was surrounded by comrades. Once you are past the limiting experience, describe to yourself how it feels, how your body responds, for example, what different thoughts you do or do not have, how relaxed or happy you are. Finally, anchor this experience in your being. Congratulations, you have escaped the boundary of your limiting belief. Now, come forward in time, bringing the insights and feelings of not having the limitation. Doing this may erase the formal limitations you had, or you may need to go back and forth between the two experiences a few times, learning from the process and discovering what caused the limiting beliefs in the first place. The whole experience of crossing between the two feelings erodes or erases the boundary between them, enabling you to let go of the limiting problem. When a pin pricks a balloon, the boundary and the balloon immediately disappear. Once the limitation disappears, come forward in time replacing your entire history with a new, better one in which the limiting belief doesn't exist. Think of updating your personal history this way as installing a new program on your computer. Or tell yourself that you're creating a parallel reality, a parallel memory line. Or even imagine that a snowplow is clearing the old limitations from your lifeline. Once you are back to the present, notice how you see yourself and notice your new abilities. Feel the differences. Look at how your life is now and how it will be different with your new beliefs about yourself. You will have gained insight into how the limitation was created and installed as well as how it might not have been real. So you don't miss any of our shows, make sure you subscribe to podcast.changewithin.com or click the subscribe button below. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Jane Battenberg.